0: The Finding Clarity podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week we do this podcast to answer questions that are out there that are kind of you're kind of perplexed about and you kind of wonder what is the answer to that or what does that mean? Today we're going to answer a question that was posed to me by a young person because they hear a lot about guarding their heart. In fact, it is a pretty popular Christian cliche to say, guard your heart. In fact, you might even hear it among young people who are dating and young men saying that they are guarding her heart, whatever that means. And I guess that's what really the question is. What does guard your heart mean? And so we're going to look at that question today. You know, as we talk about Christian cliches, like guard your heart or guard her heart, we really need to recognize that in Christianity today, we have a tendency to live our lives by sayings or slogans, such as a few years ago, it was the WWJD, what would Jesus do question. And so you were supposed to live your life in light of what Jesus would do. Now, that's not necessarily coming out of the Bible, but really it came out of a, really an old book written by a Sheldon in which it talked about in his steps. And so that became a very much a marketable thing about 15, 20 years ago where people would wear these bracelets and so forth. And so they lived according to this slogan. And there is a tendency in Christianity in North America to live by slogans. The problem with that is, is that a lot of times we don't really know where that slogan came from or where it can be found in Scripture, or what does it actually mean. And that is exactly what's going on with this statement about guard your heart. Now, where does it come from? Well, it's from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And I'm going to read that to you in the New International Version. Notice what it says. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So right off the bat, it's telling us to guard our hearts because it is the wellspring of our lives. The New King James would say, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring, the issues of life. And so this is the verse from which we get this Christian slogan or saying that a lot of young people are quote living by as they are quote entering into dating relationships concerning guard your heart, guard your heart. And then right now, It's pretty popular, and it's being applied to the whole dating circumstance of whether or not to date someone. Now, the problem is there are some shortcomings with just using a slogan, especially if you're talking about dating. What do you mean some shortcomings, George? Well, here's the problem. The slogan doesn't tell you how to guard your heart. So you hear people say, guard your heart. Well, what does that mean? Most people don't know it doesn't tell you why you should guard your heart, or nor does it tell you how long you should guard your heart. So it's really neglectful in three areas. It doesn't tell you how, doesn't tell you why, and it doesn't tell you how long. So here we are, we have a bunch of young people who are living according to this slogan, but they don't really grasp what the slogan means. Maybe they've heard it from a speaker, maybe they read it in a dating book. What does it mean? Well, there's actually a whole lot more about this verse just from the context of chapter 4. Just from the context of what Solomon is writing to his son, there's a lot of information there that can guide us into what's really going on. What's really going on when it tells us to guard our hearts, it's talking about personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. So if you notice with me in chapter 4, when we talk about it, it starts, really the section starts back in verse 20. So notice with me what it says. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So there he is. He's he's saying, pay attention to what I'm saying, for what I'm telling you is very important. You need to guard your heart. You need to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs your life. So then he goes on in verse 24 and 27 is really the explanation of what it means to guard your heart. And we see it in three areas. Notice with me, verse 24. Put away a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. So the first thing is, if I'm going to guard my heart, and I'm going to do it by the way that I speak, my speech, the way that I talk with others, and I need to make sure that I don't have a lying, deceitful mouth nor is my mouth to be perverse. Notice now verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Verse 25 is telling us the second thing here about guarding my heart. I need to guard what goes into my eyes. I need to keep my eyes straight ahead, not allowing my eyes to drift off into things that they should not be drifting on to. So I'm going to not just guard my mouth, I'm going to guard my eyes. And then verse 26 and 27 shows us the third area now. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Now it's talking about your lifestyle. It's saying that you and I need to have a lifestyle that is doing what is right, that we are not going off to do what is wrong. That's what it means to guard your heart. Now, having said that, when you look at these three things, guarding my heart means that I get control of my mouth, that it's not deceitful nor perverse, that my eyes are on that which is right in front of me, not looking to things I shouldn't be looking, but also that my Life is not heading towards evil, but moving in a direction that God wants me to move. What we see here is that the concept of guarding your heart is more than just simply when you're dating someone. It has to do with how you live your life, period. So this verse is more than just a dating verse. This verse, these verses actually, are about living your life. They're for every single one of us, whether you're dating or not, whether you're married or not. It's about how we live our lives, and we're to guard our hearts. So having said that now, there, I had somebody pose this question. They're told all the time, guard her heart. It was a young man who was dating, and he was being told that he needed to guard the heart of the young lady that he's dating. Well, that really sounds great, but the question is, Is what does that mean? Well, to be honest with you, that's not biblical. You're not to guard her heart, you're to guard your heart. And as you guard your heart, you're going to be appropriate with her. So it's talking about personal responsibility. You are to be personally responsible for how you're acting. She is to be personally responsible for how she's acting, And if she's doing that, she's not going to get in inappropriate situations with the guy. The guy's not going to get in inappropriate situations with her. So we're looking at a cliche here that's being embraced by Christianity with regards to singleness, but there's a whole lot more meaning than just for singles. It's for every single one of us. We need to guard our hearts. That's what it means. Now, having said that, let's get to one issue here. You know, it's really nice to reduce Christianity down to a few slogans. In fact, that seems to motivate us, but here's the problem. Christianity is a little bit more complex than simple slogans. And simple slogans don't affect everyday lives in the things that we face. What we need to do, though, is live biblically. What does that mean? That's going to require that you and I become men and women of the Word of God, that we read it daily and ask God, Lord, show me what I need to do and how I need to live my life today. That's more important than just living by a cliche that nobody has an understanding about. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You might be saying, George, hey, I've got a question. I need an answer. How do I get that question to you? Well, there's several ways that you could do that. First of all, if you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, you can just come up and personally talk to me about the question, or you can just write it out and throw it in the offering plate, and they'll get it to me. By the way, if you don't have a church home and you live in the Kerwinsville-Clearfield area, We would encourage you to attend our service. It's at 1045 on Sunday morning. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, PA. And you you are more than welcome to come and be a part of our service and learn about Jesus Christ. You can also contact us through our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com slash Podcast. Simply go to that page. I would encourage you to like that page so you can keep up with what's happening on the Finding Clarity podcast, as well as you can send us a question through personal messaging there, or just simply write the question on the wall and we'll be sure to get back with you with an answer. You can also contact us through our webpage, KerwinsvilleChristian.org. Simply go to the contact page and there will be some information there about how you can contact us. You might be saying, George, I really like the podcast and I really feel led to, to support the ministry of Kerbinsville Christian Church. How do I do that? Well, you can do that online through our website as well as through Facebook, or you can write us at Kerwinsville Christian Church, 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, PA, 16833. Next week, we're going to look at a pretty common question that I hear from two groups of people. And it has to do with the issue of baptism. And the question we're going to look at next week is this. Should I be re-baptized? Should I be re-baptized? Until next week, take care.